All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. TGIM, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And Ed and Fred are trying to <laughs> figure out what the hell is going on. We're plugged in right here. All right, we're good. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, 5 o'clock somewhere. But before we begin, uh, quick public service announcement. Um, World Cup is over. Congratulations to Argentina for winning the championship, and congratulations to Messi. Um, but, you know, the, the weekend's, weekend's coming up, Friday and Saturday. I know it's Christmas. I know everybody's going to be doing their barbecues and their turkeys and all that. But um, I don't know if you guys were aware, but Papa's Meat and Seafood, located on uh, Glen Oaks Boulevard. Arm, can you, what's, can you pull up the address really quickly on that one? Uh, Armand's in the background, by the way, with us. Uh, but Papa's Meat and Seafood is doing a special this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, anybody who does any, anybody who goes in there and buys anything shrimp related with them, will all proceeds will be donated to veterans of Armenia. So we want to thank Jack and Papa's Meat and Fish, Meat and Seafood for that. Uh, they're located at four four five South Glen Oaks Boulevard in the city of Burbank. Uh, when you're going out there and you're buying your steaks and your barbecue and your chorovatsimis, uh, you can buy some shrimp and you'll be helping the boys from Veterans of Armenia. All proceeds will be going to them. So uh, we want to thank, again, Papa's Meat and Seafood for that. That being said, speaking of Veterans of Armenia, Armin and Fred are here with us from Veterans of Armenia. Uh, we had them on, when was it? This was uh, after, the, after the war. Uh, you guys basically jumped in right away and began to help, you know, all the wounded warriors and, uh, you know, the families and even, you know, the boys who were missing limbs. And you guys were working on a bunch of projects at the time. And obviously we wanted to have you guys back and speak about what, what's been done because it's been two years now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot has been done <clears throat> with you guys and we want to give everybody an update and obviously inform more people about what you guys are doing because there are a lot of non-profits out nowadays, but you guys are one of the ones that, you know, the wise nuts and uh, our families actually vouch for. So we thank you guys for what you guys do. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, no, thank you guys. First off, Uh, you know, we, first off, thank you. Papa's uh, meeting. I'm there almost every weekend. So, um, (laughs) I'm allergic to shrimp, but uh, I'll be picking up some shrimp nonetheless. Um, I got a text from my brother-in-law. He said, my nephew's watching and said, can you ask Kerry to, to say hi to me? So, hi, Narek, Jen. Hey, um, let's all say hi to Narek. What's up, Narek? Hi, Narek. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, we started Veterans of Armenia. It was, um, I'll start off here. There's been a lot of donor fatigue, right? But, you know, we weren't banking on just the war. You know, I actively tell people this. I'm like, unfortunately, our work starts getting really heavy when the war stops, right? So we're helping out veterans. So when the war stops, there's things for us to do, uh, whether it be like PTSD treatment, um, physical therapy. Uh, you talk about our scholarship program, essentially helping them reacclimatize to, to their communities. So... Armin and I were talking on the way here. I'm like, man, the last time I did this podcast, we were, we were so new and um, we had a lot to talk about. Since then, you know, so much has happened. Yeah. Because you guys had a pl- you guys had a trip planned to go to Armenia. Right. 
which we'll talk about that as well. Sure. Yeah, no, we had a trip. I think we went right after um, we did the Wise Nuts. The trip was phenomenal. Um, I think a couple of our members are constantly there. We just had someone there that came back not too long ago. But it, it's been it's been inspirational from the standpoint that, you know, people, the war was happening, everyone was engaged, everyone was doing things, and we were always at the mindset that, look, whether we have one donation for X amount and a large amount, or we have multiple small donations, we'll take the multiple small donations, even if it doesn't equate to that large amount. And the reason is we know the community's involved. We know they trust us. We know, you know, there's some type of influence. Uh, there's some type of influence from us, that, and it, they show us that they care. So to us, that's really important. Um, there's been a lot of really good projects, and we'll get into some of that, but I'm just excited. Like, we're not really too good at being on social media and marketing and doing these things. We're, we're not the best at it. Uh, but I think we're the best at making sure that we prioritize the veterans. Yeah. And there's a lot of really, really good nonprofits. We also emphasize working with everyone. Like I, I said it here when I was on, on last time, I say it, Armin says it, we all say it, don't donate to veterans of Armenia, that's fine. Find an organization that does good work, donate to them. It's okay, yeah. we're good with it. Yeah, keep the good work going. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it's, I know you're, mentioned, you're saying, you know, social media doesn't have a big uh, influence, but I'll, I'll tell you this much. With the work you guys do and everything that basically, the outcome that comes out from it, if people see it and they see the good in it, they'll do the social media for you. Sure. They'll post it, tag you guys. You guys, all you guys got to do is repost it again. We get a lot of that. So I go. think there's been a lot of organic growth there. Yeah. And we mentioned it on the first podcast you guys were with us as, as far as, uh, you know, the three pillars you guys mentioned. Uh, obviously, we have more viewers with us. We have new watchers, new new uh, uh, new fans that are listening in. So really quickly, go over the three pillars that you guys have, and then, you know, we'll jump more into sure. what you guys are doing. So part of it is like preemptive measures, right? What do you do before there's some type of conflict? Um, and then it's like one of the other pillars is what do you do um, to help during conflict, uh, a conflict where everyone's kind of moving around trying to figure things out? How do you organize? And how do you bring the community together where you can kind of funnel it to, to a singular vision and help so we're not all doing the same thing because our community runs into to that? And the third one is, you know, how do you help them reacclimate to communities yeah. um, you know when there isn't active duty uh, there's so many organizations that do really good work but what happens is as soon as there isn't an act of war um, we want to make sure that the veterans that participated aren't forgotten about because there's about it that's some sometimes that's the case yeah right? there is an act of conflict it's like okay everything's cool but it's not you know there's people that are at the border there's people on the front lines um, there's people that are coming back and having a really tough time. There's family members that are having a really tough time. I mean, we, we know family members that have, they've been told that your son, uh, you know, Zovela, and they don't yeah. believe it. Was killed in the act of duty. But they're like, no. They're like, they're like no. Really? No. So they're basically, at this point, they don't believe their son they're is gone. They're, they're Wow. Which is part of the grieving process, man. Exactly. Denial is, is one of the sure. parts of it. But I, see, you mentioned the fact that, 
you know, when the war is over, a lot of people stop. That's the one thing that pissed, you know, Edgar Armand and myself off as far as, you know, these influencers that would show up sure. during the act of war and, you know, they do their Instagram lives and they do their YouTube lives and collect money and blah, 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 blah. But then when the war's over, you know, all right, well, war's over. Let, let's uh, go back to, you know, our regular nine to fives or whatever they're doing. But, I mean, the fact that you guys continue to have your nine to fives or continue to run your businesses and operate whatever you guys are doing on the side and have family time plus devote your time to oh. what you guys are doing, bro, hats off to you guys. I mean, not everybody can do that. And you guys basically prove that, you know what, you guys aren't here for the clout. Yeah, You guys are here for the real stuff to actually help the families because we basically lost two generations of Armenians in a matter of 45 days. Right. And when people say, what do you mean for two generations, two generations? Well, you know, there, there were 17, 18 year old kids. That was one generation. And those guys were supposed to get married, have children. Mm. That's another generation wiped out. I mean, it's, it's a bigger deal than what, you know, these, uh, everybody else, what other people think it is. It's, it's, it's massive. And the fact that nobody continues to talk about it is another topic in its own. But, I mean, I, can, I can't imagine what these parents and these families are going through. When you guys went to Armenia, did you guys meet with any of them? Yeah, of course. How, what, was, what, was, what was it like for you guys? Yeah. You, want, you want to share something, Armin? Because I got a couple things I could share. You started off. Um, so we go and... Uh, you know, at the time we were talking, last time I was here, we were saying we're uh, paying for the construction of the prosthetic center at Zimboritong. Yeah. So they invited us. They had the grand opening. We were there for the grand opening. And um, we got dressed up. We all wore suits, and we get there. And there's like a handful of uh, veterans, they're on wheelchairs, whatnot. And one of the employees tells us, like, these guys were like, they're almost surprised. And I'm like, first off, these suits mean nothing. We're nobody. You know, um, it was a humbling experience. They're like, they, they painted something for us. It's hanging up at the office. Um, it's like a, their depiction of the first time we took sushi. And when people come to the office and I tell them the story and they see the painting, I'm like, you can donate a half a million dollars. We're not giving you that. Um, but we had we had a good time with him. You know, there's this young kid, Nalik, comes out, and he wants to play the piano for us. And he, and he taught himself. Yeah, he taught himself. He taught himself as a form of rehab, therapy. Well, music can do that for you, yeah, definitely. You're, ex- you're absolutely blown away. You know, you, you go and you have these conversations. You're talking to them. You're, you're getting insight. Are people like we we shy away from like the I don't want to call it conspiracies, but we shy away from you know what happened. Like our job is to help the veterans. Um, you deal with the now. You're not getting into yeah. the pol- political end of it. You guys have one goal. You're not going to change anything getting into the politics. None. You guys have chosen your goal, and you're working towards it at this point. And where is the center at at this point in time? Uh, Operational fully. Fully, yeah, they've done. It's I think, been awesome. Yeah, north of probably. I think last time I got a count for how many vets had prosthetics problem, it was north of eighty. 
Um, they should be well over that. But recently someone reached out to me and said, um, we have a family member that's a double amputee. Can you guys help? Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely. Send us his info. Viraj happened to be there. Um, and we send him. He met with the veteran. So that's kind of in process. So we can't do everything. But we can definitely provide resources. We can connect people. Um, and then, you know, we've been so fortunate to meet all these other organizations that are kind of like-minded, that have stuck around, that are doing good things. So I'll call. I'll call some of these organizations that, you know, specifically work with soldiers and veterans. Like, look, what are you doing? I don't want to do the same thing. Yeah. Let's do it together. Or can I help? Like, what is it that we need to do to propel you? I, and people hear me say this, and they kind of look at me like, I don't care who gets credit. It doesn't matter. They what almost, credit, bro? Yeah. And they almost look at me like, well, you don't? I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't really matter. See, that's the, pro- that's, that's, that's the one problem that I see in a lot of this is this, uh, that whole clout thing that I was saying. Everybody's out there to become famous. Everybody's out there to basically get their you know, name remembered. Dude, it's not about that. It's not. And I think when you feel it on your skin, that's when you realize that, no, shit, no, this is not for the clout. That's why I wanted to ask you guys, as far as when you went to Armenia and you saw, you know, the veterans and you saw the families, like, being here, it's easy to say, oh, you know what, um, yeah, Armenia's in trouble, we're doing this, we're doing whatever we can to help, but when you actually go there and you physically see what you're doing it for, I think it's a different level of... I'll, I'll cue Armin, and I'll, I'll let him tell you, Armin, you want to tell him the story about... The veterans asked that we went to that we were rehabbing or he wasn't there. The grandma was there. It was going to be a surprise. Um, yeah, I was actually going to go into Yenoks. Okay, sure. With that, so because uh, that's what came to me. So we go, Yenoka, uh, he's from the first war, mm-hmm. the 90s war. And we go and, you know, Eddie outskirts, Gyum. He has a house, uh, I think about four or five kids. And, you know, they're living in basically shambles. Poverty in a sense. Yeah, Tunart and, you know, we have before after pictures so we go we're talking to him and you know the guy's humble Mikich Kashvats he doesn't really you know interact too much you're doing good he's there out of respect he doesn't because a lot of people just go out there want to take selfies and stuff like that not that I'm taking away from anybody every good deed is good but you know these people you know they don't want to be put on camera and you know look what I did for this guy look which is understandable living. yeah and you got to respect that you got to respect that you're not there for that so and just knowing that he's been going through all this and you know the therapies that were provided and you know the living conditions that he has now as opposed to are you kidding me? This guy, you know, he wasn't wounded. He didn't get any the guy was a real life hero. We were looking at him. You know what I mean? It's like kind of an honor to be just in his exactly, presence. Bro. And then he thinks of it the other way around, yeah, which is trippy, yeah. right? Like yeah. you see the glare in his eyes and, you know, he wants, he wants to say thank you, doesn't know how, and you want to say it, but you do. And then, you know, just a whole back and forth and you're there, you know, you know, atmosphere. My takeaway from the entire thing, if I'm going to encompass it all and, you know, what I took away from it, uh, this is a lifelong journey for me. And you're ready sure to stick. Done. I, I came out of it, not, you know, one project, two project mindset, which we didn't go into it that way anyways, but that solidified it for me. This is a lifelong project. That, that's what I took away from it. Yeah, we have this um, underlining mission besides what the org does. It's um, 
to have something in place that's structured, apolitical, that we can pass on to younger kids. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll do this as, as long as we need to do it, but we also actively recruit younger kids, and they come by the office, and they come to our meetings, and we're like, look, hopefully you guys could just take this over and run with it and make it, get it to a place where, like, there's a, a foundational support system for veterans. Um, and there's a lot of noise when you talk about, like, veterans because you get into, like, the war and you get into the government. Like, you just shy away from it all. We're just like, we have a singular focus. What do we need to help them with? We don't, um, like, people were fixated on 2020 war veterans. I'm like, what's Why? the difference? No difference. Veterans, <laughs> veterans are veterans. 2016 and the 90s. Like, if you didn't have the ones from the 90s, you wouldn't need the ones from the 20s. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Because, so, you know, they called it shell shock back then. Obviously, it turned into PTSD. A lot of Armenians shy away from that stuff. They don't know. They don't believe in PTSD. They don't. Oh, you know, you know, he saw some stuff. Yeah, but. Psych- yeah, psychologically. <laughs> yeah, psychologically, that takes a toll on a person. It's just, it's unfortunate that our culture is more of a, you know, amota. Don't talk about it. It's okay. You know, you'll, he'll grow out of it or he'll forget about it. No, you don't forget about shit like that. And the fact that they call it post-traumatic stress disorder, there's a reason behind it. I mean, you saw friends, brothers, cousins, uh, you know, generals, commanders die in front of you. I mean, if, mentally, that takes a toll on you. And eventually, psychologically, yeah. you're, not, you're not the same person. There was those, there was those pictures of, uh, you know, back in the, you know, during World War II, Russian soldiers, they would take before pictures and after pictures mm. of them. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. It showed a young 18-year-old kid going into war, World War II. It was a before picture. Strapping guy. And then after, he looked like he had aged like 30, 40 right. years. Mind you, like he was there for like two, three, three years. years. Yeah. But he, he had aged like... Yeah, it's like the photos of presidents before oh, yeah. they take off and they come out. It's just an extreme version of it. Yeah, Not to get political, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see... That's the one thing you guys help with PTSD and psychological. Yeah, we, we take an interesting approach to it. So there's a lot of help there, but Yerevanuma. So we have uh, 11 therapists that will go outside of Yerevanuma, will go to Artsakh. So it's hard enough getting a veteran to see a therapist. But if you're willing to go to them, it makes it a little easier. If you're willing to go talk to their family, makes it a little easier um so they go out i think we've completed north of 600 sessions wow um therapy sessions and before they got started we had um there was a group from the la county's um ptsd or trauma department that gave them training on how to deal with ptsd so they're adequately uh, uh, equipped to, to handle uh Veterans that have PTSD, and but they get out and they're on the road. They go to these. And I was, that, what I was talking yeah, about. Earlier. Any of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Most of these kids are not from Yerevan. Like, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of people that are. <laughs> so you got to get to them. And then I was talking about the the the, the mom that's like um, in denial. That lady needs therapy too, right? Yeah. Um, if she's not coping well with it, they have another son. They have another child. That son's they not going to get the attention like, they're going to need. So you got to like uh, take care of the families too. See, how does a conversation like that open up, especially with our culture? Because like, 
like I said, the key word here is almost. Yeah. Is seeing a therapist is something that's frowned upon. So, you know, the fact that you're saying you guys had 11 therapists, mm-hmm. have you guys had backlash as far as from veterans saying, you know what, no, 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 I don't need this? I'm sure. You know, they deal with that. Probably more than you would yeah. expect, too. I'm sure. But, you know, it's it's one thing if you got to tell them there's something wrong with you, go see a therapist in Yerevan, and the guy's like, there's something wrong with you, don't ever come yeah. to my house again. But it's another thing when they've met the family, the therapist has gone to it, someone's reached out, and they're actively saying, if you have a family member that needs help. So it's, it's kind of like a soft lead, opposed to like you know, trying to force someone in. I guess, you know, I don't specialize in therapy, but I would imagine it's something that there has to be a want, even a small want on the person that's receiving the treatment for it to be somewhat successful. But yeah, of course, I'm sure they run into... I mean, somebody's got to come and ask you guys for the help to get the, to receive that help. So, uh, or a family them, member does that or... You know, uh, some of them that I'm aware of, it happens when they're in the rehab process too. You know, it's about... Just to check in on them. And uh, when Bejanya was saying, you know, there's certain times like that they would go check in on them or some of the nurses, you know, they're, it's like a whole system to it, you know? So they know how to get in. And they know how to work their magic, basically. It's not like they just go knock on the door, hey, you need help. They kind of ease their way into it. They'll go, the guy's getting rehab. They'll talk to him, ask him a couple of questions. He might not open up for a while. And then the next time, they have that comfort. He goes home. You know, he's overwhelmed. This person shows up, or there's a you know session scheduled. Like like Fred said, when the guys like goes to their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. they're more likely to open up and tell their story, and that's what it takes. As long as soon as they tell their story, then you're gonna get everything out eventually. Yeah, Yeah. I think that would be the best approach to kind of reach out to them and say, "Hey, listen, I I heard you were in Artsakh for the war. Can you tell us about it?" I think that's when... Or com- well, like he said, I mean, from the hospital setting, you set the, you know, you set the seed and then you Plant follow seed, up yeah. into the house and yeah. that's where they're comfortable at, you know? But the scary part is we've, we're probably touching a small percentage of... Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, it definitely bro. could be done more. See, the thing is that, I mean, uh, not to jump too much into, you know, uh, psycholo- psychology or anything, but... A lot of people going through PTSD aren't only the veterans, but it's fa- the families that of were course. actually displaced from those houses. People were burning their homes and leaving. Could you imagine, like, wouldn't you rather burn it than give it to the enemy? Ab- absolutely. I burn that shit. No, absolutely. But could you imagine, like, imagine it's your childhood home, or you know, you your father built that home from the ground yeah. up and gave it to you, and now you're burning that home and you're moving on with your life somewhere else. The I mean, psychologically, bro, that's it's that's traumatic, man. It's yeah, it's yeah. very, very that's, heavy. That's it's a big true. burden, man. That's trauma. So, I mean, <clears throat> again, like I said, not to get too much into, you know, uh, mental health, but, I mean, it, it, what you guys are doing as far as with the mental health, I'm glad that you guys are touching on that because that's one thing that, you know, people say, oh, veterans, 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 they always think of, like, oh, how to help them recover from the war or, you know, the whole prosthetics that you guys are working on. But... I think the biggest portion of it is that mental health, that yeah. bouncing back into society. Again. It's just one portion of it. There's different portions to it. But I look, mean. look, you, like imagine physical up as someone's hurt, right? Okay, there's 
some physical aspects. Physical, yeah. Aspects of life that might be troubling. Someone's not mentally there. They can be up. They could look like me. They could be walking, be normal, but they're not functioning. Yeah. So like that, there's a heavy emphasis on that uh, that we put on PTSD. But again, it's one of those things where it's kind of private, right? Yeah. One, um, it should be private. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not looking to exploit or I don't know if that's, that's the right why you don't word. Don't see too much content on. Like that. it is what it is. You know, we're we're there to help. Yeah, I, bro. I know a veteran who came back from Iraq. He couldn't drive a car for two years. Yeah, because he had a Humver, Humvee that ran over a landmine and it blew up. So every time he'd sit behind the wheel, anytime he'd see a plastic bag or something on the street, he'd swerve. Oh, shit. So he basically couldn't drive for two years. That's Could you imagine? Shit. Like, psychologically, you're just... You're back to reality. You're back to civilization. There's no landmines here. So you're driving have- on Glendale Boulevard, Glen Oaks Boulevard. All of a sudden, boom, something hits you and you swerve. Yeah, we had a, we had a veteran that was here. Uh, I don't want to say his name. He was here. Um, after the war, we invited him to our meeting and uh, the office space that we use that the guys have. It's right guy. by San mm-hmm. Fernando Road. Amazing guy. But it's right by San Fernando Road. So With the trains? Yeah. So like the, the, the train passes by, the building almost rattles and it's pretty loud. They see things in him. So he's telling us, and he's like, telling us stories. He was, I think, there for 26 or 29 of the 44 days. You know, and it, it ended. But he's telling us, he's like, you know, you don't know. You Sometimes you would hear that drone and. You're about five to ten seconds away from it hitting. You don't know if it's hitting you. You don't know if it's hitting somewhere else. You just, you hear the sound. And the only thing you're thinking is, all right, this is it. Imagine going through that a few times a day. It's probably going to take a toll on you. So we're sitting and sweetest guy. And we're, you know, we're chatting and we're hanging out. And this train passes by. Oh, man. Look on his face. You know, how startled he was. And then the train passes by a second time. Same thing. Now, does he function like a... Yeah, absolutely. But that's... That's there to stay you, that, until that's you there. work on that's it. That's like mm-hmm. we're talking about the guy that can't drive. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like your everyday life. Imagine hearing a sound, a door shut. And you're... Constantly jumping. startled. Constantly on the lookout. Constantly in defense mode. That's what it is. Oh, they're in survival mode still. Yeah. They haven't come out of that yet. Oh, man. So, like, stuff like that's tough. But for us, you know, and I, I, should, I should have said this earlier on. Armin and I are here, but we have a lot of guys that put in a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Or a large group. Um, Yo, hey. <laughs> Shout so, out. Yeah. Shout so guys, out. You guys gather once a week from what I remember. It was Wednesday. Once every two weeks now. Every two weeks. Every two weeks on Wednesdays. That was when it was active. Maybe even more when we need to. But there's always At the moment, it's every yeah. other week you guys gather up. Completely open to the public. Well, not to snoop on your phone or anything, but I noticed one of your favorites is VOA. Uh, oh, you're, yeah, you're in your course. text yeah, message. Yeah, 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 of course. So he's got his wife and he's got VOA. Yeah. Wife is first, <laughs> all right? Wife is first, and then you have VOA. Clarify that. Yeah, we, we just want to clarify it. But it, 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 tell, it tells you right there where your priorities are. It's yeah. family and it's VOA. And it's, it's, it's What's, VOA. Your text? What's your text? What's your text? You know what? I, what do you I, have, I, I don't. Yeah. The only thing I have as far as favorite is my wife because my, my, uh, I'm not part of any organization or anything. But Ed my, was wondering why is that the sellers? No, it's not. Because it's, on, because, because, it's on, because it's on that WhatsApp. Because it's on WhatsApp. That's why. Open up your whatsapp nice let's see the top nice two let's go it's, it's you guys <laughs> obviously uh, what, why whatsapp you know what i don't know i don't know why armun why did we start on whatsapp 
China's still spying. Armand's probably in the Turkish embassy. Yeah, uh, he's, <laughs> he visits frequent. He's a frequent flyer. He's a frequent flyer at the Turkish embassy. But yeah, Armand started on the WhatsApp. And I think he said because it was encrypted. Yeah, supposedly. But then we did move to something else. Say it again. Flush. Say it again. <laughs> I said, why did we do it on WhatsApp? All right, all right, all right. So, so our, he's going to text it on the. He's he's wa- Armand's watching us on his computer. So, so we'll we'll chat with people in Armenia sometimes, and they'll. I guess now the new thing is Signal. Yeah, that's yeah, what we, we yeah, that's what know. we got on for. Is it te- is the Telegram or Signal? No, signal. It that's what telegram. we got on, bro. I guess Signal's the the new thing now. The, it's the most encrypted one. I don't, I don't know anything about this stuff, but but the last, I, I, like, I, can I, you I, get on Swaman? Yeah, there you go. Armon said it because it's easy to search up when you don't reply, and then two weeks later we ask you, and you're like, you didn't say anything. Oh, it's one yeah, of those. One of those. Oh, so is that what it is? It's, 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 easier, look up. Up. it's look easier to look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier. It's easier to look up shit. We we tried because he gets busy, you know, like and he won't respond. What was the? What's the one that we tried? Uh, telegram no no there was another one what viber no no skype no. i think <laughs> signal was the best oh one. discord uh, that's to keep one of the young guys out. like we got to do this thing discord it makes sense you have these sub oh, oh my god. god we tried for like two days i think yeah, it's, really a gen- tried. I, it's a generational thing yeah I, we're so lost yeah, yeah. see i think because the four of us are the same generation yeah i chat yeah uh yeah that's all we know how to do <laughs> some of the some of the younger guys from our office they're into this whole Discord thing, and I'm like, bro, what the hell is this? And they're like, yeah, you know, this is this is the new thing. I'm like, bro, I'm like, this. Is, it, I swear to God, I felt like, have have I aged like yeah. to the point where I'm like behind on this? Which it kind of it it kind of reminds you of your parents, like when the internet first came out, and you had those AOL CDs, and you'd pop yeah, a right. CD in, and then you'd like wait for the tone to come in. The like. For parents, it was ancient. It was like, now for parents, it was something new. Right. For us, that stuff is ancient, man. It's like, bro, that's yeah. that's old school stuff. It's Are so you going back to Net Zero, bro? Could you? Uh, and there's Net Zero as well. Yeah, Net Zero that's was how like I the first started. Free one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. first Net free Zero. one, and it gave you the advertisements. And remember, you'd go get the cord from the yeah. phone, turn the bro, phone off, stick it in night, there, download music. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> one song was like two and now two then hours. Somebody 45. would cut it off. You would pick up the phone. Yeah, you'd you'd <laughs> you'd download a bunch of songs, and then you'd go to bed, wake up in the morning, hoping that like none of them crashed. Two went through. The good part is we didn't have those telemarketers back then. This is not that bad. So it, it was that, and then it was like when you got your first CD burner. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. like, that one uncle came over. He's like, Yeah, could you oh, see? Burn I think I beer? am a little older than you guys because we used to make songs on cassette Set, tapes. Yeah. Yeah. We used to put some paper in those holes, and then you could record over it all over and yeah, over and over. I would mixtape that. See? <laughs> Non-stop, first yeah. DJs. You well, don't remember this, do you? No, I do remember it, of course. Every, everybody had that tape player where even when you'd play it on the... You'd ha- hear your favorite song on the radio, you'd push the two buttons to yeah, play and the record yeah. <laughs> to, get it again, to get it on. Oh, jeez, good times, good times. Well, we, well, we tend to digress, as, as you guys yeah. can tell. We jump, from, we jump from topic to topic. But, you know, yeah, as, as far as... What were we on? We were on communication as far as... How do you guys communicate with people? Do you guys have a crew over there in Armenia? Um, so, since we've... We're last year, we're official, uh, officially an NGO in Armenia. Meaning? So we're like a 501c3. We're registered in Armenia as a Imnadram. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have... Armenia and here. You guys are yeah. registered here in Armenia? Yeah, just yeah. to keep things easier, the flow of 
aid. Financial, anything. financially, it's easier Material, to work everything. that way. Everything. Yeah, it's you know it's still paperwork. Yeah, it's still a lot. It's, of it's still a lot of work, like getting stuff there, avoiding uh, taxes. That is not easy. Uh, we're actually in the process. How's the, how yeah. the government? Like you guys have ties, like. Is it easy working it's with the government? Up, it's paperwork. Everything. In Armenia yeah. too or just here? Sah, sah. Here it's, it's simple. the right paperwork. In Armenia it's... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's I thought it would be opposite, man. No, it's, no, and it's you know, much tighter What's, what's the biggest thing they look for over there? Oh, stamp. Like, if you have a <laughs> stamp yeah. in Armenia, you're official. That's it. Meaning what? Stamp. Uh, Do they not know we can make those shit for like 10 bucks? That was my response. So, like, if you have a stamp, like a rubber stamp... You're done. You're the man. Hold on, I'm confused. What do you mean rubber You're trying to do something, right? And they're like, oh, we need a document or a letter. Make sure it's stamped. Or like with what? Like with your stamp. Yeah. It's going back. Yeah. yeah, like your stamp is really wow. important for like to make it an official wow. document. Are you that's serious? A, yeah, that's a Damn. Yeah. That's, that's you know, you know what it is, right? The notary thing? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. the same thing. Or the corporate seal thing. Yeah, of course. The stapler in the mom or the numbers. That's what they look for? That's as in like part of it. But there's a lot of... So in a sense, I guess it's good, but there's a lot of... It's not easy. Like Let me ask you this. It's not Prior, even out there. You guys said you just opened... You were a 501c here, right? We've always been one here. Yeah. yeah. How is the process opening it up over there? How much did, did they oh, give? Did they give you a hard time? It's not easy. You I find mean, the Hamlet. You yeah. keep them there for two weeks. So like we we, <laughs> we had multiple people in Armenia um, for long stretches of time trying to figure that out, and finally it got done. But yeah, there's a lot of like filing and uh, legal work, and you got to have like an accountant, an attorney. You got to have. Multiple power of attorneys. Yeah. Even though you have an existing one here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your existing one here. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a lot of work. But you know, we we've ran into trouble where we've sent aid and anyone that you know helps with Armenia or is involved in nonprofits knows this. The words maksatun. Yep. You know that's, that's just, you know what that is. No. Right? Talkstalu woman. Ah, it's like customs. Customs. That's yeah. Uncle Sam over there. Uncle Sam, as about he took the words right out of my mouth. I was it's saying. actually yeah. customs. Uncle Sam it's not really there. Uncle Sam. It's customs. Somebody somewhere is eating. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the weird thing is, I mean, if you guys are receiving it to a nonprofit, they shouldn't yeah, even the charge you guys. There's, there's a process too. Yeah. There's paperwork. There's and then after that, you have to send these affidavits, power of attorneys. This person, you know, is registered with your corporation. There, there's. We're still learning as we go. Right now, we have a paper pending like that. But then they're not changing their laws or anything. No. It's just well, you need to get used to. There's a way to go to about it. it. Yeah, there's a way to go about it. That's that's where the disconnect is between everybody sending everything and getting there, and then Zerkes the Bati Hasaf Hayastan it touched down. They know what to do with it. No, they don't. So I've heard majority of the stuff is still like from what we collected and sent in 2020 is still sitting in hangars is what I've heard. Do I know that to be true? No, I didn't see it personally, but it's hard to say. That's what people are saying. Yeah, yeah it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure there is because a lot of stuff, that's another reason why we started VOA is because a lot of stuff was going in, but Make it then make There's a lot of tents, kids going over there, uh, trying to organize these things. The Kabanis, especially medical stuff. You know, it's in different languages. They don't know what these things are. They're just volunteers. How do they know where it's supposed to go? A lot of people just ship stuff out because Hayastani Pekka. But 
you don't know where it's going. Yeah, I it's mean, not intended for someone a is someone needs to organize the centralized. But it wasn't disbursement. So we, were, we were yeah. asked to like participate in in uh, this doc. They sent me the document. I kind of read it. It was they were trying to get it in parliament for a vote. If you're a registered NGO, non-governmental organization in mm-hmm. Armenia, for you not to be charged a VAT for goods that you do, even if it's like, for instance, we have to go buy materials to to renovate a veteran's home, we shouldn't be taxed. So never, I don't know if it went up for vote, if they were able to get it in or not, but it was 15 of us, 16 of us that signed off on it and asked them to to get it through to Parliament have it voted on so hopefully like you know as aid continues to go and as the diaspora continues to help hopefully they'll kind of um the whole system needs a little yeah upgrade you know, i think i think they're sending aid then you know this place obviously doesn't have the system to support these aids coming in too so you can't just look at it go martig he has top for auditing tech child stuff but it wasn't done right true true it wasn't done right i think there's a big trust factor there the fact that again it's unfortunate I'm saying this, but the fact that there was so much corruption, you know, corruption has been there for 30 years. Yeah, it's nothing. The new. fact it's that, that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bigger here. I I know it's bigger here, but again, it's it's a smaller country there, smaller population. Word travels much and much the, faster. The yeah. Much, yeah. So you know, you see it, you feel it. It's kind of like, all right, who are these guys? Why are they here? Oh, they're here for a nonprofit. Oh, they're from America. Are they Armenian? Yeah. How many of them were born? There's, there's a lot of questions that they want answers to before they allow you to do whatever you guys are doing there. Now, it's unfortunate that you guys had to go through a, a process where, you know, you were essentially bullied by the government in yeah. Armenia in order to get to the goal that you guys set. But, you know, I, I think it's more of them trying to avoid continuous corruption. That's oh, why hind- they probably... In hindsight... Now that we're kind of done with it, I'm like, I'm glad it's a rigorous process. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because then the the 50, 75 NGOs would turn into 700 NGOs and right. everybody would be washing their money through that. Yeah. Because I you think it's like you go, over the hi- you go over the hill, it's kind of like, all right, you're going over the hill. Yeah, it's a stressful ride. You got a bunch of cargo behind you. You're like, shit, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? But as soon as you're over it, just like you said, you're yeah. like, you know what? I'm glad we did this because, again, there's still some organizations, <coughs> Armenia Fund, that, you know, they still haven't answered questions of ours. Say it out loud. I didn't hear you. Armenia Fund. Oh. Uh, that still haven't answered some questions of ours where, all right, you know, we donated X amount of dollars. Not only us, majority of our people did. Are you transparent with it? No, you're not. What did you guys do with it? Still haven't answered it. So the fact that, you know, you guys are more transparent with it, I'd rather have my money go to your hands rather than an organization where we don't know what, what's happening. And making the process harder, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, well, I'll say this. So um, in terms of transparency, so we have this, so guide stars like, think about, Experian, right? So it's kind of like a credit score for nonprofits. Yeah, Dun and Bradstreet, something equivalent to nonprofits. So we have a what's called a platinum seal of transparency. Mm-hmm. So we give them all our documents, audit it, share it with the public. Okay, this is what we're doing. This is these are our goals. Um, but besides all the 
document-oriented stuff. Come to our meeting. Anybody, if you're interested, come. I mean, we have people at our meetings all the time. If you have something to bring to the table, come. Yeah, but they, come if you like. We're not yeah, going to. If you, you want to listen it's in, it's not a show. Yeah, it's not it's a show. Not one of those. If you have something to bring to the table, come. Could because that's what we do. We get there to work. We push things forward. You know, we have. This we don't thing. need an audience. We need so doers. We, yeah, no, we we preach. So here's the big difference. We we don't have administrative costs that are paid for by donors. So. That's where majority of money goes with a lot of the bigger NGOs. You have the administrative costs, which can run about 50% of the money coming in. Sometimes more. Sometimes even more. And that's where... And not Armenian ones, like non-profits here. No, non-profits, even here, man. So what we do is we have... Church. (laughs) What? Our... um, We have member dues. So our members yeah. have, we have dues, and that's what we use to pay for our administrative costs. We have gift gets, we have goals. Yeah, it, of it's course. minimal. I mean, it's minimal, and an administrative cost, it's not like these guys are taking home money, guys. It just pays for some of the expenses as far as if you have to get have out like there a, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? we have like a mailbox. We have like our website hosting. Like it's minimal cost, but it's paid for by us. No, even your donations, the percentage that's kept from the processing, we at the end, so we want to make sure like 100% of the donations that come in are allocated towards veterans. Not I mean, at this point, how long have you guys been around? It's been three, three years, years, right? So, I mean, if anything, you guys have been out of pocket yourselves oh, in order sure. to keep the organization up and float. Sure. I, mean, that I mean, you guys, are, you guys are not one of those other NGOs where you guys advertise to get the donations it's more of a word of mouth and a little bit of social media but you guys have a core group that has a well organized group of people around you guys we have resources we have friends and out there to make, make us making tunnel tank exactly. heavy and you know that's what i'm saying like it's, you guys have the surrounding that you need say again have a napkin okay sure okay. i'll get it go ahead at Shurjapat, God, you know, people see, they come, they join. You know, it quantifies. And that's what it's going to take time, guys. It's, nothing happens overnight. It's going to take time. Three years into it, you guys are doing things that you guys probably didn't even imagine in the beginning. But it takes time. And then over time, you're going to see the fruits of all the work you guys have put into of it. Of course. And it shouldn't be you guys. It's all of us. All of us, yeah. I mean, us. any Armenian that's not willing to help in any way, sort of, just... Don't even consider yourself. Like, you're not. If it's just talk, it's empty, man. To me, empty talk is just useless. Or, you know, that's, that's even worse. I did, I did mine. I prefer, I, did mine. I prefer someone to just bash me or write those bad comments they write to me than those people that raise their shot glasses for Khash table and Khorovas table. To me, it's useless. Well, you're not doing anything. Let me, uh, on the other end, sorry, I can't cut that here. No, 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 it was me. It was me. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's like we're hearing voices in your head. Yeah, don't worry. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. What were you so, saying? I, uh, my personal opinion about that, because that, uh, before the 2020 war, Chad, that we were kids, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Armenia found the car, so everybody thought, okay, you know, we're, you know, our community's behind this. One effort. Yeah, there's a default source. You know, yeah, everything's being done. You just hope, you know. And I think it was more of a convenience factor. It too. was a convenience factor because we weren't put in that situation. But now that we are, 
I can't judge somebody that hasn't got through what I've gone or we've gone through to, yeah. you know, kind of see eye to eye with me. I want to present them. We want to present them with the opportunity to see it the way we do. Yeah, so I can't bash these people. I can't, you know, I mean, there's obviously a lot of different kind of people out there. But if you're not presenting them with the situation for them to kind of see eye to eye with you, you know, so that's oh. that's what we're trying to. That's why we tell people, come get involved, bro. Maybe yeah. you're busy. Maybe one day I'm busy. Take my spot. You know, just rotate. Yeah. By the way, you guys, the website is www.veteransofarmenia.org. O-R-G. So you can go to the website. There's a donate now button on the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner. You can click on that. You can donate to them. Every dollar counts, guys. And again, this, is, this isn't about, you know, oh, who's, who's got the bigger guns. Any any donation, like Fred was saying, he's he'd rather have small donations in more increments rather than one large donation and then you go MIA. Exactly. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take a step back. If you have a large donation, I'll take it. To that. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't no, get us wrong. No, 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 don't no, get no, the wrong idea. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me correct. Let me no, correct. They'll take your large donation. Sound too good. To no, me. no. <laughs> if 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 you could give a large donation, no problem. But if you could commit to it, as far as a monthly, monthly, like a subscription. Cancel, cancel one of your subscriptions that you have. Whether it's your crappuccinos that you buy every every day from Starbucks, <laughs> or or your net. And if you're not Netflix and chilling with anybody, go ahead and start donating to Veterans of Army. <laughs> or Netflix upped its price yeah. too. Oh, so there, there you go. There you go. But you know what? Every every penny counts. So again, VeteransofArmenia.org, upper right hand corner. There's a donate now button. You guys could click on that. Why don't you pin it? I did pin it. I did pin it. It's uh, well, it's yeah, and well, I don't know why it's not showing up on YouTube as as pin, but on Facebook it is showing up as pin. By the way, if you guys are watching us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, we're on multiple channels on Facebook as well. Go ahead and like and share this so more people could join in and hear about uh, veterans of Armenia and what they're doing. Because uh, let's, I want to ask you guys this: you mentioned something about come to our meetings, come to our meetings. How how can some how do, people, how do people actually reach out to you and actually? possibly attend the meeting or even become a member with you guys um sometimes people will reach out on social media sometimes people will ask us at an event sometimes people will ask us at like we were at fire armenia invited us we were the only nonprofit or one of two there and they're an organization too they asked us if we could go there and if we want to talk about voa so we did it for for a couple of days at the civic auditorium you know, there's people there that were like hey can we Join? Can we? Sure. Come. This is when it is. Uh, we had we recently had some med packs. Some and guy has been. I think he's a paramedic here, right? And he does a Shout lot of great work. Give. Shout out to Gev. Yeah, Artsakh support. Really they guy. do a lot of good work. But see, here's the thing. So they specialize in that. They've been doing that for years. So like, it's pointless for for us to say, let's figure out and let's do med packs. We're like, hey, you're doing it great. Let us throw our weight behind you. Mm-hmm. Let us help. That's you. even what better. You, like th- th- they've gone, they have. Like there's. It's already established. It's, it's rolling. Why not we boost it? We started that initiative well, you actually, and then Vodi uh, Matsank. It exists. You, know, yeah, you didn't know about it. Bro, we're not going like, to reinvent the wheel. Yes, well, but I guess the, you know the difference is you have to include another organization, and people don't like that. We like it. Even better, you get credit. They do a great job. So like, whatever we can do to help. Whatever we can do to support, we're, as long as it falls within our wheelhouse, 
We're here to support. I mean, you guys have collaborated with other organizations, a lot. right? Yeah. Is there we any o- besides Veterans of Armenia? What is there? Isn't there like Hike for Heroes? Hike for Heroes, Tavajan, yes. Yeah. So he's one of Tava our members. Amazing, oh, is he? Yeah. See, I mean, that's, see, uh, that's when the you, way it should be. Bro. When you hear stuff, but like at the that, end of the day, don't you guys believe all of these should be centralized somewhere? Yes, one it's a per- process, though. But it it's is. a process. It's I mean, process. I've been saying it, but I can keep looking at myself and like Easier you keep saying done. it. But who's? Why don't you do it, asshole? Like that's what I answer myself in a sense because it's a really difficult look, task. Man, I look at to it, centralize that. It's a difficult task. Here's the thing: don't over don't overcomplicate it either. If okay, if Fred and Armin have an organization, and you know David has another organization, and you know what they're doing the same thing, it's okay. Let them collaborate. Let him cry. Who cares? You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need priority is not centralization of the organization. Yeah, priority is yeah. Priority right now is basically helping whoever you can help together. So we've had organizations come to us and come to a few meetings and they're like, "You guys are really structured. We love how you guys function. How you do work." Essentially, ask us, "Can we be a subsidiary of VOA?" And we're like, "Sure." This is how, this is our structure. This is how we work. As long as you guys are okay with it, sticking to this structure, you know, we'll vote on it. If we're okay with it, it falls within what we do and our mission. We'll we'll, we'll take you on. So, that being said, you know, our vetting process probably takes more time than than anything. Like it's easy to dish out money and collect money, but it's one thing. Like what's time consuming is being able to vet. Um, these projects, vet soldiers. I mean, we've had we've had instances where you know a veterans' home needs to be rehabbed, right? So I, I think I've told you guys about this. I'll share some figures on it. We have veterans that you know they don't have ADA laws in Armenia. They actually passed something for like commercial buildings, but th- generally speaking, yeah. um, so we go in and we. Uh, rehab, we call it H4H, Homes for Heroes. That's one of our sub-projects. And we completely renovate their house, widen doorways, you know, the countertops and the kitchens come down, um, makes everything accessible, the showers are different, the toilets are different. Electrical plugs, everything. All of it, right? We've had instances where, you know, we've asked, is that house in your name? Are you on the deed? Oh, gee. No. The answer is no. And unfortunately, can't, he do can't do anything at that point. Look, we. There is another fiduci- option. <laughs> but we have a fiduciary responsibility to our donors. We have to make sure that people understand. I mean, what do you do in that case, though, man? That's a. That's a. That's a. Or no, either you got to leave it alone or you got to start a, from scratch yeah, and but build if you, them. But if you buy got, them out. I get it. But see, the first thing he mentioned was, you know, wide indoors. If you got a guy who's basically in a wheelchair. And that doorway isn't wide enough. What do you do there, man? But what do you do if... The guy doesn't own the place. Hypothetical. So what do you do if you widen the doors and you, you take all this money and you do all this work? They get kicked out the next month. There has under, to they, be something else. It. I mean, reach out to the owner. I mean, something. Oh, the owner knows. What do you do? <clears throat> so there was, after the war, some of Arachikarki, Ashwad they were getting like... Uh, a check from the government it would amount to like twenty thousand dollars or whatever. So I was we were actively going around and saying, "Hey, um, when you get this twenty thousand dollars, don't go buy a car. Don't go like blow the money. Come to us. Let us pay 
for a house, you put in that toy because you got to have skin in the game. You put in some of that money, we'll fund the rest, let's buy you a house. And that's like kind of the alter, alternative. Uh, of this. Like, yeah. What did you get in, as an answer? We're building a city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're working. That's like we're, we're looking at building um, town, basically. a smaller, a town. call it like we're going to start with eight units potentially. Where but is it going to be an apartment type of building no, or it's going to be houses? Standalone houses. Yeah. Standalone like houses. a community. Yeah. Like a private Do you guys community. have like the A pillar in mind or specific design or small like? Small, I think. Track home stands. Yeah. Track home stands, okay. So like, you know, whatever we can do, but that requires a lot of planning. It requires a lot of work with the government. It requires a lot of work. I mean, building those houses, it's not only you're, you're benefiting the whole economy in a sense. I mean, a lot of people get money. I mean, those people that build those houses are going to have jobs. Mm-hmm. And if they have jobs, they're not going to leave the country. So you're doing more than you think it's, when you're helping one person. Yeah, but, you know, anytime you're talking about work and doing work in Armenia, you just got to frame it differently. It's a completely mm. different yeah. problem. It's very different. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know, man. I wouldn't it's know. a slower pace. It's slower than the city of Glendale? It's different. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> Which go. one was it? Which one was it? At? There you go. Oh, jeez. It's, it's very different. So Call like, Ellen for all you. <laughs> we got we to gotta plan. We got to plan a, uh, accordingly. We got to. So here, we are, Armin and I were talking on the way. If any of the viewers have like an idea, right? Uh-huh. So we have this thing during our meetings. We're like, don't come and throw ideas. If it's not something that has a plan behind it that's executable, and you don't come with like more than just an idea. We, t- we say like... So basically kind of cu- drop... Okay, if you have an idea, okay, fantastic. Drop your idea and then come to us. Yeah, oh, like, or start executing your own idea. How about that? Yeah, no, that's people, what, that, that's there's what we so do. many We're people like, with ideas. Yeah, Armin brought this up on the on the drive here. He's like, imagine we do like a mock VOA meeting. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be like an idea, and we're gonna say, great, fantastic idea. Come back when you have a plan that's executable, because yeah. the vetting process is what takes time. Yeah, like I, that's that's yeah. where the the work goes in. See, but here's the thing. The whole vetting process that you're talking about. What about having a crew in Armenia? We do have. And do, is that who is that who does it, or do you guys do it virtually here? Both. So like, we vet the vetters. Ah, uh, yeah. There's always checks and balances. You have lawyers watching lawyers. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there is a vetting process. We do have members over there that do this for us. Um, and you have to have people on the ground. You can't not. It's impossible. Because I was thinking, like, all right, are you guys going out there, or is there actual people that you guys have? I think I could comfortably say for about 80%, 90% of the year, we've had One of there. you guys is there. Guys uh, we're 20-something deep, bro. Yeah. So it's not that bad. It, it works out. Even if Chandler, every we, three we weeks they there. go. But it's like, see, and again, a remi- this is a reminder to people watching on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Them being there, they're paying for their hotel. They're paying for their flight. They're paying for their cost of living in Armenia. It's not coming out of, you know, VOA's pocket. Everything yes. that VOA collects, as far as donation-wise, goes straight, goes to, straight to the veterans. I mean, so look at it this way. Imagine taking a trip for three months yeah, and basically going, okay, you know, it's, it's, I'm going for work. But, hey, listen, the work is for our people. So we had some stuff we were working on. 
few months ago and we asked one of our members, we're like, can you go? And his response was, absolutely. Well, no he, kid, he, he has his, a family. He booked his tickets he before we even got confirmation yeah <laughs> like, but yeah. that was for you brother jesus christ imagine, imagine uh, hey listen awesome, did you book man. the trip yeah listen like, we gotta do we gotta cancel <laughs> it no this is him he books it and then he texts home honey i'm not gonna be here for three weeks <laughs> damn but it takes that that type of commitment yeah man that's yeah we got solid brothers by our side that's like that's but, so it's just, like, so okay, so, but it's just running his kind of own thing right he just asked how do people become members and kind of early on over a year year and a half um, he came, he joined us, and now he's one of our members. He's uh, one of our uh, top doers. I mean, opinion. He's, he's actually he's hustling out there with the family, right? Yeah, he has a family. I'm, I'm like, Varejan, can you? We really, <laughs> there's some stuff going on we really need. And he's there. And he's like, no problem. Wow, man. See, we. a lot of people say the, the easy part is, is cutting the check. Yeah, the hard part is what you guys are doing, man. Because just taking time away from work, from family, from loved ones, dude. I mean, it's again, hats off, bro. I mean, not not everybody can really commit to something like that. You know, it the commitment's harder than so. It, Arm Armin, you'd probably agree. It's actually a pretty self. Like people think it's selfless. It's pretty selfish because how happy and good it makes you feel it's helpful. Oh, no doubt. It's almost like a drug. It's almost like, I got to keep doing this. Like, we went to, we were doing another, he was 18, 19 years old on a wheelchair. We were redoing his house and it was going to be a surprise for him. He was at the rehab center. Yeah. So we go to the house and his mom and his uh, grandma are at the house. His dad died five, six years ago. His grandma, sweetest lady, sees us, starts crying. We're sitting there having coffee and like... Some of the guys just walk back out. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the guys. Like, From the door, left. everybody's like, okay. <laughs> so she, she's crying. Asma, is it a good thing? 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 He's on a wheelchair now. And she's telling you this and she's crying. Telling you how grateful she is for you're you, crying. and you're crying, saying, "No, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> We're grateful for your grandson." It, it's like this, this dynamic. And then seeing him come to his house when it's fully rehabbed and it's good to go. And we don't, um, you know, if you look at some of the pictures, some of the stuff looks nice. They're well deserving of it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to. They pick their finishes too. Yeah, let they get options. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it won't It's not just. It's not the simple, simplistic here, white. Cha, cha, but here they you pick go. Their own yeah, like, will they're it, involved too. Is there 10, 15% increase in cost? Sure. But who who cares? Better to enjoy yeah. it than someone that nearly gave his life for your country. Literally. You know? Yeah, man. If they ask for a, uh, a lion head out front, no problem. Especially in Armenia, that's easy to <laughs> yeah. come by. You know? No, but in all seriousness, it's like, it's a it, seeing those things that that's what propels you that's what like you know our our, our wives are got to give them a shout out they, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's awesome man yeah, definitely. definitely anytime you're going to be missing from the house 
on a consistency consistent basis every Wednesday or every other Wednesday it takes a special woman to be able to support you through that journey which is what you guys are yeah, doing absolutely. Absolutely. all these events and stuff that we create on the side yeah we love and respect and appreciate you guys all the women in our lives oh definitely gotta put it out there definitely. get them points I mean they're Get you know, you, we always say, you know, our, our brothers were fighting the war, our brothers were fighting the war, our brothers in Armenia. But when you look at it, the wives are basically the sisters. Of course. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they're right beside you guys, you know, helping you out. Yeah, I mean, it's not, they're not attending your meetings and stuff, but hey, the fact that, you know, they're committing their time to family and kids and all that, bro, it's, it's, it's something else. Because, uh, not every quote unquote, you know, not every woman would be okay with what you guys are doing. Yeah. Look, we can't. Sure. But then they, like, I would, the assumption is everyone's wife knows their husband well and vice versa. If your spouse knows how happy it makes you, like, th there's a, yeah. You know, it, and plus we all have kids. Yeah, no, no, no. Of you know, course. like we have kids, but it's it's not. You're, I don't see it as taking time away from your kids. I see in a. It's I building it a something for Here's your the, kids' future. This could, in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this could this, this could get into wiseness talk, and we could start talking about relationships and yeah. how how <laughs> certain men are and how certain women are. But we're we're gonna, we're gonna keep it as VOA as possible. <laughs> so, uh, one question from from Alex. He was asking if. Uh, VOA was working with hold on, hold on oh shit I think Armenian I Wounded uh, he Hero Fund yes or the thousand plus do you guys work yeah with Armenian Wounded either Hero one Fund. of those yeah. two yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, thousand plus partnered with uh, Armenian Wounded Hero Fund Wounded Heroes and they've they do a phenomenal job so they're a fantastic organization solid they've, they've what did around. they do guys um, so here same. No, yes and no. So it's funny. They, so one, we know them. Two, we aren't, like, I personally got on the phone. Founders are like, what are you doing? What can we help with? I don't want to do the same thing. Yeah. We're in kind of the same area. They do great work, but they do a lot of active military things. Uh, manufacturing. Like, okay. That we can't do. Oh, theirs is more actual, like, yeah. Okay. They, yeah. I say this is a topic we'll to come back to. How about that? Sure. They, if you guys know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when, wink, whatever wink. they, the more they do, the less we'll do on the back end. Yes. So, so there's more artillery. No, uh, I don't want to uh, say that. I like that. Just okay, okay. Just back. Make us make it each. Yeah. All right, okay. They take care of aspects that these guys don't do. I see. So they, instead of doing the same work, they work on different aspects they're of fill the gaps. Yeah. Yes, they're a phenomenal organization. Think they, in the chain. They've been yes. around since I think 2016, since that war. Okay, so Aprilian, since Aprilian. Yeah, they do great stuff. They do great work. Wow. I um, I think that thousand plus was after 2020, wasn't it? I don't know. But if it was uh, Armenia Wounded Hero Fund has been around since 2016. But like, here's the thing, right? So like, people would be like, oh, "Are these guys come?" No, we're not. Same struggle, same fight. We're in full support of them. Yeah. So if you're going to like decide if you're going to have to donate to VOA or them, it makes zero difference. Yeah. We know Either they do good works. work. At the end of the day, them. it's helping the same yeah, cause. We all have one None. cause. You're I just wish everyone had that mindset. Yeah. That's it. Like, uh, who cares? Yeah, it's 
at the end of the day, we're all doing this for our homeland. Yeah. Exactly. Basically. It doesn't matter how how much you're doing, who's doing what. Well, if you're love, working, that's it. Yeah, I think that I would love for people to take stuff off our plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just never the same way they thing. look at yeah, us. Help you guys out a little bit. That's the way it should basically. be. Yeah. We don't need to do everything all the time together. You know what I mean? We don't need to be an umbrella, let's say. That would be lovely, but we don't need that. All you need is... I think is they have a pretty like established rehab rehabilitation center and everything I mean, speaking great, of speaking of rehabilitation sam was asking a very good question which i'm curious about as well he says what does the current armenian government play or does do they, or do they in re, in uh, rehabilitation process for warriors and veterans so does the current armenian government help with anything yeah. with rehab because i mean you guys are doing your part but as far as the actual government is concerned are they helping are they kind of working hand in hand with you guys at all or not can not put, hand in we, hand, but they... Can we put they, it this way? Let's say uh, they do do things, Chad, but Hashvi is like getting Section 8 times 10,000 times harder. Yeah. So there is a process. There are systems out there for it, but qualifying, actually attaining these things is a different story. And then it's like if they do it, they must advertise you or else they won't do it. That I, look, type of deal. It, I, I, think it's, it's, but I don't think there's, there's enough to go yeah. around. So he, there isn't enough money for them to be able to do it at a specific level for or everyone. Or fill potholes. I mean, oh, helping geez, with the fact <laughs> that you say that there isn't enough money. That I don't. I, but look, there's a lot of veterans. I and get like, it, man. But the number you, I don't think you and I imagine the numbers. That's what it is. But like we've had instances. The amount where of people you see is just remember, crazy. They have a card. They have like this specific card that if it's like we talked about it with a few veterans where like if they've maxed it out on their prosthetic so the, the government is definitely doing things but it's if capped. we if we can make it quicker and more efficient and we can help we will um, no we don't work with the government uh, we're okay. um, so as far as prosthetics go your center makes prosthetics or you guys order prosthetics they build you guys in-house. have in-house so yeah it's uh, and it's a process prosthetics is not like uh, there's therapy to it too bro. so let yeah. me let me the limbs fittings let me clarify so it's, we don't have like an it's not our prosthetic center it's zinvoritun's probably we paid for the construction and the build out of the prosthetic center there was a couple ngos out of um holland holland that donated the machinery to be able to like, what was the guy's name? The, the this is what we were talking about when you guys, before you guys left. You guys were going to work on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you, let's backtrack a little bit before you get into that. So, when you guys got there, what was the process behind it? You guys found a, a building? You guys, the like, building's they, there. They had the building. So, it's Yerevani uh, Arachiva, that's where Zimoritun is. Zimoritun does a lot of work. And okay. They get some, a lot of funding from everyone, including. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, it was Najdeh that and the so it's it's not a it's not a separate building that you guys kind of no okay, it's okay, existing okay okay, it's okay, okay. Um, so they needed money to build out the prosthetic center they had a, a, the the machinery was donated there was this um, Dutch guy I think that specialized in making prosthetics so he went over there to teach them and and he did it. Strictly because he's like, oh, the, I didn't know there's this small Christian nation. And when I found out, and I know you guys were going through war, the guy took like a year out of his life and just to go teach. Special human being yeah, out there. He's sweet, really, the guy was a sweetheart. Uh, but cool, calm, collected guy. So he went, all the material, I guess it's a, it's like prosthetics aren't. You know, it's not cheap. 
it's not cheap and it's not but it's not easy to, to do either. Either. like yeah. you run into things like this right in Armenia it's unfortunate I'll, I'll I'll say it either way it's like your leg gets amputated below the knee you get a prosthetic below the knee it costs them like five grand ten grand whatever above the knee above the knee it's like a hundred grand what yeah, yeah. So it's like a different function. It's a different yeah. function, bro. It's like an exponential increase in, in cost. It's a different. F- I get it, but you're jumping from five to a hundred, bro. I mean, it's I a mean, number. Those are for numbers' sake, but it's about that. I mean, I mean look, it's, it's it a massive. It could be 30, 40 massive grand, but increase. still, bro. If if you were forget the hundred k, if you were to say okay, five grand, and then you were to say thirty five grand, I'd still say holy it, shit, bro. That's no, it, from from what I remember, it was like yeah. literally like seven to ten fold. It, it's a it's a big number. Um, oh my god so like it costs money i mean it, it depends and then there's you know there's different types of prosthetics i was talking to Anushik about this there's like it depends on what you want to do with it you just need it to walk it's a completely different prosthetic athlete, than if you want to athletic like we, ones are completely we sponsor different. a swim project we probably talk about this swim project so we have this um through zinvoritum we sponsor a water polo and swim team so it's veterans that are uh amputees, amputees. That uh, sort of like Special Olympics type. Exactly, of we're trying to get to Our the Paralympics. Our goal is to get them, get get them the to the Paralympics. Olympics. Awesome. So we we, we completely fund and support yeah, this wow, okay. project. Go, if you check out some of the videos on it, it's a, it's a yeah. great project. But seeing them like, it's a, and that's a form of rehab and therapy, 100%. both physical, mental. Some of so, these guys, first time they're skiing, and it's just with one leg. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Bro, they're, they're lions, man. Some of these guys are. I like you said they're the real men. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, just meeting them and just having a conversation, it makes you feel like shit. Am I proud to be an Armenian, bro? Like these guys are amazing, man. Just the conversation, so humble, humble. The way that they they won't even. It was talk crazy. About I just came back from Armenia. Out of them. Yeah, yeah was and it's, it was weird because, like you said, the ones that had actually done something. Mm-hmm. Calm, quiet, conservative. The ones that hadn't done shit were the loudest people ever. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're. Kids, I think it's part man. of Some our of blood. Yeah, kids. man. Like eighteen. Think about when you were eighteen, nineteen. This guy's calling me Hopar, bro. I mean, I feel well, like you, I should be calling you him that. You know, it's crazy. You're, you're getting there, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're getting Thanks, there, bro. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so. The prosthetics you were talking about, going really quickly back to that. So you have a guy from uh, the Netherlands. He's working hand-in-hand with you guys to help. Is with Zinvoritum. Like, with Zinvoritum, sorry. So let's talk about Zinvoritum before you go further. So Zinvoritum existed. This yeah. is Correct. a rehab center. Correct. That took care of veterans. Mm-hmm. In the same, uh, I mean, building, you guys are pretty much so they're, they're operating the... No, they are. So they're one of our biggest partners. It's so, a tag team kind of thing. Yeah, so like we do a lot of stuff with them, right? And one of the things that um, they needed was funding for this prosthetic center so they can get all the machinery in there. They yeah. can get this guy in there so they could do the work. And it's built there. Yeah, they yeah. took the, the basement, basement level. I think. Yeah, it was the basement Ooh, level. Wow, they, okay. They redid the The place. Looks We have pictures of it. The place looks phenomenal. There's um, like organizations that donated the machines. There were organizations that donated material. That, a the lot beds. of people did it. So... Uh, like a prosthetic center costs a lot of money, um, so we did like the construction of it. We, we Are there pictures money. of it on the website? Yeah, there should be. Okay, keep ta- you could uh, keep telling us about it while I could, I'll look it up. Um, so they, you know, Zinvoritun does a great job. They, 
They go and they've been they, around for a while. They, they yeah, they do they do good work, but they're one of our big partners. And again, it's it, because we're from I'll say this too. So we can't do everything, especially being thousands of miles away, but we can find the right person that'll do it. And we won't stop until we do to, to help the veteran. Um, there's things that are within our control and there's things that aren't in our control. But the single most important thing um, is putting the veteran first and figuring it out for them. Um, that, that's the so that is picture you're seeing. Yeah, that's um, the, you might want to go on to like one of our social media. There's like videos of that. Is, is, is there more on social media? Is there, that what it is? There, yeah. I don't know if I will be, I'll be able to screen. Because what I want to do is I want to kind of screen play. No, I won't be able to. I wanted to kind of screen play. Um, uh, we should something be as on far YouTube as, too. Are you on YouTube? Yeah. Is there music to it? <laughs> there might be. All right. That's going to be. That, Subtle that, that, in the background. That may be, that may be an uh, issue. That's why. But yeah, if whoever wants to check it out, if they check out. Uh, veterans of Armenia? Yeah. I'll find, yeah. Hold on. Let me find out what the. Veterans of Armenia on YouTube. I guess if you guys just basically go on YouTube and uh, look it up. On our social platforms. Too. Oh, yeah, their social media, on their Instagram. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to pull it up. I don't want, I don't want to pull anything on YouTube just because of copyright reasons. There's a prosthetic, prosthetic center. center. Yeah. There's a prosthetic center? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And what's this 500 kit we're, I'm looking at right here? That's a pretty dated number. What is what that? Is it? it yeah. says total... Total funds raised, so five hundred thousand. So that was well, it's a lot more than that, but that was pretty. That was when it? it was that time. Yeah, at that time. We're still revamping our whole uh, website aspect. Oh, website. there you go. There's. Oh, some. there it is. All right. Yeah. So hold on. Let me let me see if I you can. Guys will see something new very shortly. Okay. Let me see if I can screenshot. Don't worry, bro. Four years into it, we still don't even have a website. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, you don't want to get caught up. Like our, our time is better devoted to. Yeah. That's what these things yeah. kind of lack. <laughs> yeah. So lack. if you guys are watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on on uh, Twitter, you could basically see. There we go. So this is basically the prosthetic center that we're talking about. So I mean, you got guys that had arms blown off, legs blown off, and and this is a complete rehab, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they he's rehab. learning how to absolutely use his. So besides the prosthetic center, we got north of a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment to help with rehab. That's at Zinvoritun. Older guy. I, I'm assuming this, he was yeah, from the first war. He's a veteran. Everybody counts. There you go, man. I mean, see, so this isn't only, this isn't people from Aprilian. This isn't people from uh, the 2020 war. I mean, we're talking about guys from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. No soldier left behind. Which is, yeah, which is what your motto is, basically. And after this, after the rehab, he might, uh, you know, he's able, but... After the rehab, uh, if they're missing any type of, you know, feet or any type of mobility, uh, we'll do the H4H for them. So while they're in this process, you know, we'll see what they need. The whole outpatient, they go home, they already feel, you know, like they can move around in their own house. Their elder parents or their wife they're doesn't deserving. have to carry them, you know, to and fro. At some point, they feel like they're part of society because they have something they could do with their lives i mean for, besides for part of society man it's a it's a confidence boost yeah. yeah like you look at the older man he's had his arm basically you know amputated he hasn't had an arm for well over 30 years and all of a sudden you know this man is able to have a hand can 
you know, do things that everybody else can do, your confidence goes up. I could work now. I purpose. Can, yeah, That's you have. You have. Yeah, exactly. You have a purpose. I mean, especially for men, bro. Like anytime, like as a as a man, you're not able to do something like emotionally and just kind of confidence wise. You're just like, oh man, you know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not able to provide for my family. I'm not able to provide for myself. Like it just, it, it takes you, you know, so for to sure, a different but, place. But then think about some of the smaller things. For example. Being able to reach over and grab something from a kitchen counter. Yeah. You know, like we take it for granted. Like that little, you go to like a public restroom here. Is that little metal bar? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see one in Armenia. Really? Yeah, it's not dead. nothing I mean, in army except for Yerevan did make us? the ramps, ramps yeah, which was ramps. great. Yerevan or Europa, yeah. Yeah, yeah but rest. even those ramps, some of them aren't missing the pieces. They're yeah. they're not up to let's say quote code, but yeah. like just the there's these small things that they probably encounter. Like we had a we had a veteran that was on the second story to put an elevator in to get his wheelchair, a small little elevator. Imagine, like his, a lift. imagine yeah. his mom, grandma. How many times the guy wanted to come down and he's never been that able never to? Never said anything. Or wanted you know, to go into the restroom, he has to ask his. You mom know what the grandma. big question is? How it's many times deal. that guy left his house? Yeah, well, or he wa- How many times he would want to leave his house? So here was the here was the deciding factor. We're like, can we like sell this house, buy you a new house, rehab it? That's on cost, the yeah. It'll, like instead of putting in a lift. To the, and the grandma goes, Mir papa Oh, shit. See? Like, all right, put in a lift. The rehab center is in Yerevan, right? Someone was yeah. asking was in Yerevan. And then, uh, yeah, so Ninet, it's actually in Yerevan. Uh, Paul was asking, what regions are you guys focusing on uh, most for your aid? I mean, you guys are all over the place. Yeah, right? everywhere. But recently, recently we've, uh, and the bordering villages in Tunic has been, so we did, yeah, we did, uh, we did it as with hike for heroes we did we did some good damage yeah we did we, it's like 75 families we got them uh supplies to get them through the winter so like burning wood um blankets food blankets food for two months yeah. like whatever we can to get them through the winter and counting um yeah so that that's been a like the Logistically, it's really, really hard. It's like, it's not easy. And th- when you think about those border regions that in, in Zunik, they all are related to a veteran. Like there's a veteran there. Like it's their families. It's their. So yeah. it goes past just the individual. There's work. There's a lot of work to be done. Well, see, here's here's another question I have for you guys. Um, as you know, you know Artsakh now is, you know, it's been landlocked for for weeks now. Um, are you guys working with anybody there in Artsakh and you know hearing it from you guys because obviously on social media there's a lot of information uh, you know being put out there but you know there's different arrows being pointed in different directions you don't know what to believe what not to believe uh, you know from for somebody who's you know actually on the, f- the front line what are you guys seeing right now what is going on as far as uh, the landlock situation and getting supplies into Artsakh and even out of Artsakh. I mean, of late. Really? 
Of late, nothing. But, I mean, Varej was in Armenia. He was in Artsakh. He spent a couple weeks in Artsakh doing some work for us. We have a project in Stepanakert. Uh, support Our Heroes was rehabbing, was building a rehabilitation center, and they asked us to participate. So we signed a memorandum with them. We're, we're working on doing part of that for them. Yeah, we've had them here, Edgar Kopian. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so Ed, Ed and uh, he's watching us right now. <laughs> Ed's a good guy. So, they, they asked us if we could help with it. And you know, I spoke to Ed last week, I think. And he's like, you know, work's kind of stopped, it's can't really get anything over. Um, they're, I think, looking to hopefully start when things open up. But Ej was able and to, and I think it's coming, it. guys. I think, but it's I, I will say this. So, I think we with uh, Gev, we sent out some med packs. And the border guards, the peacekeepers, uh-huh. stopped. The Russian peacekeepers stopped them, and they were trying to buy the med cap, med med packs that we were. Were some legit good stuff. <laughs> you like, have any compliments? You know what? Get, so, get calls. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you guys deserve Putin, nothing less. Putin's not supplying you guys yeah, with uh, shit. <laughs> so they were trying to buy it. You would think, right? Yeah, yeah with the tanks that they were rolling around yeah. in. They were trying to. They were trying to buy. Like I think it was Varej that was. Stop. Um, but it was it, it is difficult. So like getting to Artsakh, you know, before this blockade and whatnot, like they'll if you they'll give you a visa. You don't know when they'll give it to you, but when they give it to you, they're you have day. that day to like. I mean, it's a six seven hour like jump and It's not like going from Glendale yeah, yeah. to Burbank. <laughs> it's like you gotta get there. If you don't, your visa's done. That's it. Yeah. You can't get in. Uh-uh. Oh shit. So it's very, very and then, different. And then, but if you, now, now you're taking supplies with you. Now there's a, it's a whole different scenario, though. Oh, it's pack brutal. the truck, then you very apply. Complex. Oh, very complex. Very complex. We haven't. I haven't talked to um, our therapy group um, since the blockade to see if they've been able to get out there. My, I would imagine no. Oh, there Edgar said it. Logistics is the biggest issue for our yeah. project in Artsakh, but difficulty makes us more determined to get them done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Ed. Yeah. Nice to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, the problem the problem is they're great guys too. But look, here here's a here's a an example. They're another organization. Mm-hmm. They support veterans. Here. Correct. First thing we did is let's link up, let's partner up. How can we support? And they're like, how how can we support you? That's what it's about. It, I, I can't say that enough. Um, if there's anything anyone takes away from this, two things. Go on Amazon, Amazon Smile Veterans of Armenia. Um, second thing is work, like organizations should work together. Um, find good organizations. It doesn't have to be. Amazon them. Smile is that thing where you where you buy stuff and then pro, a portion of the proceeds goes so to a yeah. nonprofit, yeah. right? Yes. We're, we're going to take credit for this. So we started doing this at, at, at its inception. Everyone's doing this. Okay, hold on. Before you say, Al, go, go sign up for this because I know like Amazon's your best friend. See, I'm signed up right <laughs> So yeah, go Amazon Smile. Go, you can pick an you can pick any Armenian organization really. Um, type in when you're looking for any other Armenian organization. Type in Veterans of Armenia first. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're here sitting here, so we have to do it's Veterans of Armenia. So I'll I'll tell you guys what we use the money for. So year to date, we've I think gotten seven six thousand seven hundred dollars. We probably have Q four pending, so we'll probably get around eight eight thousand dollars from Amazon from people just ordering stuff on Amazon, and they give us a small percentage. There you go. And we use that money to fund 
scholarship, scholarship our scholarship program, which provides tuition to veterans. That's the best. And okay, so that's a good amount of money, right? We've done, I think, fifteen scholarships. Not we've added to it, but that's covered a portion of it. We've only had about three hundred people that have us on Amazon Smile. Imagine if we increase that by another zero. Uh, and we've been doing this for years. We've been talking about it for years. We have like a tutorial online that shows you where to go and where. We've only had we've had like around three hundred fifty people. So you don't even have to donate money if you're. Ordering from Amazon. Your regular purchases. Yeah, and you do it on the app. You don't have to go to Amazon Smile or Amazon.com. You just kind of link it up together. It's all it's on your app. It's there, yeah. yeah, And every time it'll say, oh, you know, you're donating to veterans of Armenia through Amazon Smile. And we've been able to put multiple veterans through school. We've been giving them tuition to go to school, to go to university, just through Amazon Smile. So please, please, just... That money goes. Create that from, link. It doesn't. You're you're not paying anything extra. Nothing. Yeah, you buy your shit in Amazon, and you're helping a veteran at the same time. If I you mean, had an opportunity to talk to Jeff Bezos, this is the perfect time too with no, the ugly Christmas yeah. sweaters and all that. You're buying your crap. Here's my proposal. Make it count. Oh, do you have a Christmas? You have an ugly Christmas uh, sweater <laughs> thing coming? No event coming. You threw all that out there. Like, <laughs> ugly. <bro. laughs> You guys should see the testimonials, bro. Really? So here's my proposal. Imagine I could put you in a room with Jeff Bezos, and all you have to do is get help Armenian veterans. Get Jeff Bezos to help veterans. Here's your opportunity. There you there go. go. It's, it's as Even easy. without him volunteering. Look at that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, is this, is this your brother Sam that's commenting here? Sam A? No, that's yeah. different. Is uh, it? It might be my cousin Sam. Okay. That's so right. he's they're basically Sam's asking been with us for you for a while. Is it that is it a different Sam? Okay. I, I was this is Samson, my brother Samvel. So you have a cousin named Sam and your brother is named Sam. Mm-hmm. Confuses us all the time. Well Sam Sa- Samvel. Samvel or Samson. We still call oh, him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I mean but still, man. I mean Samvel, Samson at the end of the day, they're both Sam. Grandparents, bro. <laughs> like well, with they're, with they're our kids. They're actually brothers. Yeah, his, Samvel, Samson, no, but his, your grandpa's name was Samson too. Yeah, yeah. And his brother's name was Samvel. So. There you go. Bro, like with our with our cousins, we're all A. Uh-huh. It's Armin, Alan, Arno, Alfred, uh, Alan, Armin. We're all A's. Yeah, so, yeah. And so, like when my and their gra- last name is A too, and our last name is A too. But like when my grandma would want to call one of us or like wanted to speak to one of us, she'd like she'd go through all <laughs> of our names. <laughs> Usually, the one yeah, she wants is the yeah, last name. Yeah. <laughs> by the time she got to like the one she was actually calling, sometimes she would skip over and then come back to it. But it's like. Now it's like the same situation with you guys. Like two brothers, both of them Sam. I mean, there we go. Sam said it. I'm Samvel, not related, but he looks oh. like my cousin. Oh. <laughs> we are, we're all, don't we're, we all, we're all, we're all, we all cousins. Sam. So they're asking Sam. about. They're asking. Uh, Sam was basically asking to tell us mm-hmm. an interesting story about, um, you know, one one of the experiences that you guys have had with one of the veterans. He was basically saying one of our golden warriors. An interesting something experience. that stuck out to you guys. Yeah, something when that you stuck met out with a veteran. That you were working with each one of you guys can give us one story of something that just stuck in your mind that one thing that you one, actually uh, i'm more uh it's not a long one but just something uh that stuck with me uh, th- they all had obviously incredible stories uh one that stuck with me uh mm-hmm. 
bro, just a sparkle in his eye, and you know he was about to get married. Yeah, he's about oh, to get married. Man. Got some Fred in the Luzmer cover the nurture. Are you serious? Ladies and gentlemen, veterans of Armenia will baptize your children. They'll stand. They'll stand as the best man for your wedding. Anything Call eight hundred. <laughs> so yeah, that just that sparkle in his eye. You're you're coming from a completely different world. Uh, but you know you're kind of cautious of the things that they've been through. You have this whole you know maybe baggage in your head that you think that they might have. But bro, just the way that you know they carry themselves, the way that they were so hopeful for the future. Now it just gave me gave me so much inspiration. Where, I'm like, damn, dude, really? You know, like, you know, but it's impossible to see that. She's going to rehab. But just that sparkle in his eye, he's like looking forward to his wedding and, you know, what's to come still. Just, bro, that's where all these inspirations of, okay, we're going to fully encompass them, bro. Rehab, house, scholarship, future jobs, everything, bro, everything. We got them A to Z. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, bouncing back from something as traumatic as war, I mean, it, it, it's it's a process. And the fact that you guys are there hand in hand trying to help these guys out, again, uh, we don't know how many times you could, we could say it, but, you know, literally hats off to you guys. So All the doers, bro. All the doers. Definitely. Um, let me see. Did, 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 did Is Armin going to switch up with you, or is it... Probably waiting on him. So I... Um, go ahead. Go ahead. We, I met an individual, Levon, uh, a few months ago. And he's involved in some nonprofit space. In the nonprofit space, and they're doing a lot of good work. Um, but he tells me he's from... His family's from Sunni. He's been there for generations and generations. Um, which... Hiddos was it that he, his grandpa? So he has like but yeah, two, Nezda three generations Nezda. down from Nezda. More of it, more. Yeah, yeah I mean, wow. from, from his, yeah. But before that, Iran Kartem also, it's in the Sunni. It's in their blood, basically. Yeah, so he, uh, Sunni Tien, they go and he's like, with our family, we're in Sunni and we're, they're buying land and they want to open uh, a factory. Tatiara Sarkin, that bottle. Bottle. And I Sunico. like the name Siu. We should have that it's front Sunico? and center, guys. Sunico, I think. So, so he tells me the story that we're gonna tap. We we'll switch out, guys. Sure. They're they're at the border, right? Where they they still and he has like some like nine hundred family members, and he tells me he goes, uh, they've come so close to the border. There's a house right on that border. Right in Zunik. The Zeris have come. The people that were living in the house went to Yerevan for a couple of weeks. They came in and just took over the house. That's how bad the border situation is. And he's showing me this video. Arma was like, I don't want to watch it. So they're sitting there and they're looking at this house. I can't do that. Bro. And these, these old men that work at this distillery, they're thinking about like, this is terrible. And they're in awe. And then one of them goes, And I'm like, what are, the, what are these people resorting to? Like our hopes are like, that's it? To like, God. 
So I told him, I'm like, you know, I, I love the story behind um, the Tatiana. I'm like, we had a, that Khash event, the World Cup event. So thank you, Levon. He brought over a ton of boxes, uh, six, seven cases of it. By the end of the night, someone walks up and goes, I want to buy a case. Or a case, like I'm giving you $1,000. He ends up cutting a check for $2,500. And not because, I mean, you probably like the, Vodka, that actually a pretty lot, but the story behind it was cool and he was like for us at least it was like man we also have people like this um it's obviously not worth it's obvious it was more for the cause more than anything yeah, else, yeah right? but yeah. like we also have sev amirian so we also have people like this that we encounter you know yeah, i mean it says it here it's basically a product of armenia from from sunik alcohol Alcohol percentage is sixty percent. What do you think Tatiana then, yeah, is and, and pr- No, this is twelve percent. No, no, this is for the people that are used to that 40, 40, 40 oh, number. Yeah. And then the proof is one twenty. Yeah. So uh, you could, uh, I mean, you could light the sucker up, basically. Yeah. Let me let me put in your gas tank. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what Tatiana is, is basically tooth is basically the mulberry, the the mulberry fruit. So. And they have another one as well, right? You said it was mulberry. Yeah, I think, honey, and, yeah, honey, I think so. Like they, he was telling me, he's like, everything is made in Armenia. And they don't, like, they don't need, they don't do this as a business. They don't really market it. I don't think it's at any stores. Like you go to their website, you can go to like his Instagram. I think he just made an Instagram, he said. But the sole purpose was to provide jobs for the people in Sunni because his family has been there for generations and yeah. generations. So like sometimes people don't, don't have a non-profit, but they do good. They go, they yeah. invest in Armenia, and they want to do good. So, like, if you're thinking about investing in Armenia, if you're thinking about doing something in Armenia, that's why I brought it up. Do it. Go put a business there. Do something. You know, I was I had lunch with a friend of mine last week who was very involved in the community, um, and he mentioned this uh, the, uh, about um, the Armenian guy who used to own Pacific Sales. Guys, no Pacific yeah, sales. Yeah. yeah, the uh, uh, what do you call it? Appliance. Appliance. Yeah. yeah, they he sold it to Best Buy a few years ago. I think for like four hundred some million dollars. So he's got money. Not bad. So what this? So he, he's, <laughs> doing, <laughs> he's doing. He's doing well for himself. I well, wonder if we're on his Amazon smile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. After taxes, he probably kept about twelve million. But you know, especially if he lives in California. But what? Because you you mentioned the. Uh, this uh, vodka, my friend was saying how what this guy does in Armenia is he'll go, let's say, for instance, he'll go find his distillery and say, okay, what resources do you need to grow your business? They'll be like, oh, we need distribution, we need a bigger factory, we need so on and so forth. He'll say, okay, um, I'll finance it for you, but under one condition. Once you're up to that point where now we have distribution for you and you know you've got the factory you can produce x amount of bottles or cases a day you have to promise it's in the contract to pay it forward so now you have to do something similar to for somebody else uh he doesn't want money back he doesn't want a percentage of your business doesn't want anything he just says i'll help you but once you're done not done. Once you've reached that level, now you gotta pay it forward and help. So, which which was very interesting to me because I, 
the fact that um, he's he's helping people also see that it's not just about you. You may do good for yourself eventually, but it's also you having to pay forward so that others can also benefit from your success, right? Amazing concept. Yeah. I'll guarantee you he doesn't have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's an influencer. Oh, jeez, man. But good for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even know his name. I mean, I'm sure. Well, Levig's out sick tonight, so he gave me the, the responsibility of Googling, but I'm sitting here now, so I can't Google. But well, I, I don't yeah. even remember his name. Yeah. And I'm sure it's making us think there must be more. I'm or sure there's some the other, yeah. So just to keep it positive. Because I remember even when uh, a couple of years back through a donation where my brother and I um, bought a house for this mom and son, a single mom and her son. The son is now, I think, I want to say maybe 14 now. I talked to him occasionally on Facebook. I told him day one. I said, listen, I'm doing this for you because when I saw you cry, it was like my own son was crying. I said, when you're old enough, you need to, Do the same. You, you need to get your education now, get a great job, and you have to pay it forward. I said, that's the only way I'm gonna be content that you were the right family. Otherwise, if you don't do that, whatever this donation was for was a failure because you you didn't accomplish anything. I mean, you just pretty much took you it got a free yeah, house. You got a free yeah. ride, yeah. But what are you gonna do tomorrow with with that? opportunity that's what matters ultimately no yeah just like you guys what you're doing for for these um, veterans and these families is hopefully they'll be inspired to to eventually do good for themselves be able to give back and the youth that you're also mentoring here in the diaspora like you said you're bringing into the meetings right invite them to the meetings for them to see what you're doing so that they can eventually take that What's that thing? Yeah. Take the reins. There w- no, there was <laughs> another. Pass the torch. Torch, but there was a, um, you know that thing in. Um, Are you talking about the relay race? Relay the baton? race. Is that the baton? Is yeah, that what baton, they call it? Yeah, yeah. Give them the baton so they yeah. can. You could beat somebody with the baton. <laughs> you could pass the baton. But is it, was it called yeah, the baton? baton. Yeah, pass the yeah. baton. Pass okay. the baton. Yeah. No, that's what, I mean, Fred was mentioning it. I mean, that's exactly, exactly where you're going with this is. You know, they're doing what they can right now, doing their meetings, but eventually, you know, these younger guys are coming in and they're hoping to pass the baton, pass the torch, whatever it is, you know, pass it on to these guys so they could continue on with this. Because, I mean, uh, I mean, you can you can do so much, but the bigger your team is and the more support you have, it'll be easier for a transition to the next generation. And, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have a, a plenty of young guys on the on the Yeah, no, for sure we do. Board. But it's, it's, it's like... Um Running a nonprofit in America for Armenia is like a crash course in economics, foreign affairs, and um, you learn a lot from it too. Well, I'd I'd say we'd love to teach this in high school, but this is going to go into the wise nuts talk instead of <laughs> instead of VOA talk. But it's 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 literally a crash crash course from like communication skills to like networking. It's 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 it does more than just the good it does. But see the the. It's well, there's a saying where they say iron sharpens iron, right? right. You'll have some of them kind of dwindle in, and they'll they'll sure. they'll shy away or they'll stop coming, and they'll 
do whatever they want. It's not the right time. Yeah, it's not the right time for them, or they're not even the right people for it. But then you'll have a couple of them, or I'm hoping a lot of them, that'll continue to stick around. And the fact that you guys have stuck around for this long and you continue to do what you do, you will sharpen them just the way you guys have been sharpened, and they'll be able to continue what you guys are doing. There's some bright kids. There's some bright kids that do really good work. I mean, we've had kids as young as like 14, 15 that'll volunteer and do stuff, and they're... They're good kids. Yeah. I'm in awe of our, uh, our younger generation. But we have, we're solid, man. We just got to show them, teach them. And you can't just sit there and talk, you know, Elias is over toasts or, you know, put a Darosh on your car, drive around. That's not it. You know what I mean? So they got two stars. This is yeah, how exactly. you do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. The challenge that we face, I mean, it's, it's human nature, but especially in our community is, Everybody thinks that that twenty dollars a month, the fifty dollars that they can. When I say afford, I don't mean afford. You, you know, it's very it's a subjective term, but where whether that fifty dollars was in your account or not wouldn't matter. Matter, but nobody thinks that fifty dollars is a big enough uh, donation. But what they fail to realize is statistically, right? Um, people who donate on a monthly basis. The average monthly donation is, I think, $54 a month. People who donate on a monthly basis stay consistent 77% of the time. Okay? People who write one check stay consistent less than 30%. So out of 10 people, three people are going to continue to write a check, a one-time check. I mean, uh, continuously like a, a one large check a year. Sum, yeah, lar- large lump sum. And large, large lump sum could be Two thousand, five thousand, one thousand. It's not. I'm not talking about two hundred grand. But the people who donate twenty, thirty, forty dollars a month, almost eighty percent will do it for many years. But look, from the the organization's perspective, it also gives you some insight in planning what you're going to do or what you're able to do. Yeah. Right. You have a set of monthly donors, and you can kind of anticipate what you're bringing in, so you can. You don't want to bite off more than you could chew. You don't want to. You want to be able to perform optimally in terms of getting work done for your donors. So, even from like, you talk about it from an organizational standpoint. You know, you have an understanding. You're like, look, we're we have X amount of monthly subscribers, donors. This means this is what we're projecting for the next year, and it's not a coin toss. So we, these projects that we do most of the time, we fund upfront. So we'll fund the project up front, and then we'll go and try to fundraise for it through the community. And sometimes when you say you'll fund it up front, meaning you guys as the members, or from the there's m- been instances where yes, or from a, from a pot that you've from built. A pot. Okay, well, most of the time we're to a point, luckily, where we have a pot that we've built. But you know, if you do have monthly donors, you kind of have an idea of what to expect. But there's been a substantial decrease monetarily in terms of donations, as you guys sure know. Um, but, you know, if we can if we can maximize the donations is where we stand now. So if we could maximize and increase the output, that's where, you know, yeah. we come in. See, that's the thing. I mean, going back to, you know, what we were mentioning, I know I said, you know, in the podcast about uh, well over an hour ago, um, you know, having... A large sum, yeah, it is great to have that large sum. But I think if you were to reach out 
to multiple people. I mean, I'm talking about like multiple people and tell them, hey, listen, $5, $10, $20 a month. For sure. I think you would have a much better uh, outcome there because it's like, again, you, you got you got to hit our people where it hurts a little bit more. You got to tell them, get rid of your Netflix, get rid of your cappuccinos. Because it's easy for us to go and spend $5, $10, $15 on a cup of coffee a day. Right. A day. And there's a lot of people that drink that shit five days multiple a week. Times a day. Or even multiple times a day. But, you know, telling somebody, hey, listen, cut out that one coffee, that one coffee, and donate it here instead. Do you really think people who drink crappuccinos every day don't have 20, 30 bucks a month? Discretion. I don't it's, even want to call it's, it discretion. It's not about that. You know? it's, they do have it. But you know what it is? They, they're they more... Uh, they just don't think it's going to make an impact. Yeah, they're more inclined to saying, yeah, you know what, is it really going to make a difference? I don't think it will. Uh, let me continue to live the way I'm exactly. living right, li- right now. Whereas, you but, know... But do the math. If you had a thousand... If you guys had exactly. a thousand members donating average $50 a month, that's 600 grand a year. That's a lot of money. How that's much can you do with six hundred grand a year? All of this, a lot, right? <laughs> I mean, and a thousand people really. How many? How many? Just in LA, how many Armenians do yeah. we have? Kank, uh, at least how, how in LA, are. LA County. I so thought I, I thought we were more than that. I thought we were we were talking about half a million, no, in and LA County. As far as Armenians, so they don't even have to donate. Earlier, I don't know if you caught this. Our Amazon Smile account yeah, yeah, has yeah. about three hundred fifty people. They're not even donating. If we could get three thousand, we're gonna net ten times the amount you over see? a year. Like, think about that. We will we'll probably net from Amazon about eight thousand dollars this year. If we had ten times the amount, we would be doing eighty thousand dollars. And you know from what? Amazon. And I'm sh- and I'm sure the fact that like let's say for example you do have a program where it's twenty bucks a month, right? Where you tell somebody, hey, listen, if you were to give us something, you know, lump sum, upfront. For the for the whole year, we won't bug you anymore. They, dude, people will do it. There's just it's different. You have there's different approaches to different types of people. It, that that's all that's all it is. Uh, and I think we could all take something from this and literally, I would say, cut a check, but no, not cut a check. Go to their website and actually commit to, you know, donating at least once a month. Something, anything, and again, if you're gonna say like, oh, what's well, what's that ten dollars gonna do? No, no, it's not about it's not about the ten. What's that ten dollars gonna do? That ten dollars is gonna do a lot, and if you can do it, and you can tell your friends and your family members, people who are your coworkers, they don't even have to be Armenian, right? We do have non-Armenian donors. Yeah, we had um, this instance where we got a call, and some lady said her grandfather passed away, and in lieu of flowers, they wanted a Donate to veterans of Armenia. Grandma decided that was the thing to do. I'm like, sure, fantastic. You know, a month later, we're getting these donations from San Diego. They're all like Hispanic names. The only thing I could think about is maybe the grandma. And I, like when I when I spoke to her on the phone, I'm like, no, oh, this is an Armenian veterans. Or she's like, yeah, yeah, my grandma. So, you know, we had a bunch of people that were on there donating to us. If some of them have mm. continued, so it's it's a good feeling. So what what's like an ideal amount per year where it's not, I don't want to say too much, where 
you got your organization doesn't have enough projects to allocate it to, well, what would be an optimum amount? Like, is it three hundred grand a year, half a million a year, hundred thousand a year? What's a, what's an optimum amount as far as for you to be able to accomplish everything based on the amount of num- you know the manpower you have and the resources you have? Because you can say a ten million, that that'd be great, and you can allocate that maybe to other organizations too. But realistically, just for VOA Veterans of Armenia, what what would be an ideal number annually that? finance team i think um where we stand today even at half a million a year um, not only will we sustain everything we're doing we can almost do a third probably 20 30 percent more but you know what happens is when you said you asked the question my mind started working and i was thinking about all the projects that we're not doing that we could do yeah i think i mean half a million would help us with the current projects that we have. We would just have more of an output. So instead of doing, you know, 15 scholarships and three, four veteran homes, and um, we have a karate project that's, that's phenomenal, expanding the swim project, would probably do almost, we could probably squeeze out twice that amount. So we wouldn't do three, four homes. We'll do it eight to ten. Um, you know, the, the PTSD program, you know, I, I don't think there's more room to expand because I can't find more therapists. over There's 11 of them that are going around. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that, that would probably be an amount where we can function at a high level and, and grow some of the current projects. Now, if you want to talk about other projects, we could use a million dollars a year. We have some big projects that we'd love to do. We'd love to build housing for veterans that don't have a house that we can rehab. We have um, there's a couple other sports projects that have been brought to us that we'd love to support that we can't support. Um, the IT sector, create jobs. There's yeah, a lot. there's a lot of things that we have on the back burner. Creating jobs is a big one we've been looking for. Manufacturing. Yeah. But, you know, we can't, like, those are things that will come. You know, yeah, we'll get part of this is the organic growth. Um, one, it's, our, it's the journey, right? So, like, we're meeting these people, we're... We're meeting the soldiers. It drives us forward. We're meeting members here. We're meeting people. Um, so, like, what we're doing today, I think half a million would, would propel us forward. And I, I don't, like, again, it's it's one thing to, we could bring in half a million next year for all I know. Like, I, would, I don't think it would be a problem. We could do that. It's not a stretch at all. But to not know handicaps, poor choice words, to not know makes it difficult. Right, it makes it difficult to plan ahead. You're handcuffed. Um, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. Do you add to that? Um, I mean, the way I look at it, you know, so we're trying to do something big here. So these numbers, you know, it could be, you could add multiple zeros to it. Right, yeah. You guys seen, you know, everybody's attempt at it. Sharla, you know, the Kirka. They've, they've shelled out a lot. You know, I don't know how it was spent or, you know, what the process was, but you guys saw that kind of money not really do anything either. But, you know, it just depends. We have a lot we could put it towards, a lot. We could add more. There's always more people out there that, you know, we could bring on. So it's not a matter of, you know, how we would spend. It's a matter of how much we're getting in, you know. We, we do have the, the ability to um, grow. 
Yeah. Is there a current project you guys are working on right now as we speak that you guys have set a certain budget to that you're trying to meet? There's a few. <laughs> There's a few. Here's, here's what we can do. Um, you know, write it. $435,000 check. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I had $435,000 sitting, sitting in my back pocket to write him a check. Stop drinking Crappuccinos, Crappuccinos, buddy. seriously. There's a, there's a coffee war in my house. Uh, so I'll say this. Is that everybody's house? Everybody's house, man. No, the only reason why I say it is because if, if there's a certain project that you guys are working on, uh, obviously, you know, we want to help spread the word to get as much help funding this as possible. Yeah, so I'll, here, I'll say this. Um, hopefully we'll read, read between the lines. We have a couple hefty projects that, that we've been working on that we're continuing to work on. Um, and we'd love to share details. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to share those details at the moment. Um, but if anybody is interested in, in knowing about them, reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to share it with you. Um, you'll be surprised. Uh, but at the same time, you will um, be really happy with what you hear. And um, I'm limited in, in terms of what I can say because it, it's not in full force yet. So uh, hopefully we'll do a round three of Wise Nuts and maybe I can at the time share. Probably not. But I, <laughs> being Armenian, you guys can understand. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know... Yeah, if anyone's interested in learning about some really, really big projects, um, it's a, it's a, it's a private conversation between you and veterans of Armenia staff and team in order to find out what they're working on, and you know, well, well, if you guys need to speak to them, reach out to us or reach out to them on Instagram. They'll reach out to you. You guys will collaborate together. They'll discuss whatever it is that. They can't discuss on the air. Not that we can't discuss it. I don't have enough. I can't give you details, so I, I want to be able to give you guys a a, a really clear picture. Of what okay. Proper so he'll he'll give he'll give you some sort of idea as far as what they're what they're working on. Um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to cover before we call it a night? No, uh, I appreciate all the donors, listeners. I appreciate you guys. You guys do a lot of fantastic yeah. work. Thank uh, you, man. For thank the community. You. Well, we want to thank every single person who actually contributed to the donation over the past two for the past two days. We we did a small fundraiser for you guys, a two thousand dollar fundraiser. Started on Friday, basically ended it on Sunday, and we said we want to reach our two thousand dollar goal before the show. And thank you to every single person who donated. Big shout out to Vic from Medhedosnev who capped it off. We were Couple hundred dollars short, and Vic came in, real MVP. And I told him, like, hey, he's the real MVP. You're the real MVP. Vic, and he, thank and you. Well, yeah, he's that he's your biggest fan, by the way. He has <laughs> every single one busts. of like. I even have the pre-order. Who made Hedosnet? Made Hedosnet's statue. There you go, Vic. He's got the pre-order ready I've to go as well. Reached out to them. Hopefully, we could collaborate uh, on something. That we'll 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 make it. We'll, we can make it happen. We have contact. I was speaking to Vic prior to the podcast as well. We're very close friends with them. We support them. They support us. It's like a, we're, we're brotherly podcasters together. So. so Armin has a kind of like a shrine, like people that come into our meetings for VOA. He walks them over. 
to the different heroes. Like a museum. Oh, you do that? This is Vartan. This is Tigran. This is Anayit. Now you're waiting for Nijda. Yeah. Now waiting for Nijda. I was sitting there. You have four of them, right? Yeah. I was sitting next and I was talking to the group. And then someone yelled out. You, you're not worthy of sitting. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, I'm leaning next yeah, to him. Mike is Mike, <laughs> who's part of Medherosner. He's the co-host of uh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is the one who designs all those. Uh, he does a phenomenal yeah. job. Th- those two guys, they're they're doing amazing things. So, uh, you know, Vic, big shout out to you for capping off that. Uh, Thank you, brother. That two thousand dollar donation. Big big shout out to you. Um, Ninet is asking you guys should do some wise nuts talk. <laughs> next <got> week. <laughs> next week. Today, t- today, today, we want to we want to keep it. Serious, we want to huh? keep it kosher because uh, it's, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Is it? It's Hanukkah today. First, First day of Hanukkah. Isn't it Hanukkah every other week? <laughs> I feel like every time I pull up my calendar, there's a Jewish holiday somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna get Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> You're being very anti-Semitic right now. I think we should end the show before you <laughs> And don't don't forget, guys. We lost this <laughs> this <laughs> this Friday, Saturday. Go to Papa's Meat and Seafood. On it's on Glen Oaks, r- between my Verdugo f- and Providencia. I, my, my phone died. What was it four five five? Four three five South Glen Oaks. It's be- it's right across the street from the car wash. No, no, it's four five five. Four five five. Four five five. Four five five. Okay, four five five South Glen Oaks, between Verdugo and Providencia. Friday, Saturday, all the killer. It's called four, four, five. No, there was a four and five in there. Okay, it's we can right start there. all over again so I can make a clip out of this. Four, four, five. <laughs> so what, Ed? You're is dyslexic it four, five, now. Five is or it four, 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 five South Glen Oaks. Papa's meat and seafood. Yeah, all the you can buy two hundred dollars worth of killer shrimp. Hundred percent of that is going to go to veterans of Armenia. Proceeds. Hundred percent of proceeds. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, I said if you spend two hundred dollars, the proceeds will go. All to the, two, the total amount will go. I just want. I just want to clarify what he said. He said proceeds. <laughs> Sorry, man. Proceeds. For tax purposes. Only yeah. proceeds. And it's Friday and Saturday. Only this week. Friday, Saturday. Again, thank you, Jack and Argo for. Uh, thank you, John. You know, you guys. Uh, thank you, guys. Doing this for veterans of Armenia and and for Armenia. Jack was actually recently in Armenia. He just came back. Yeah, he literally just two, came back two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, it was two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Papas for that. Big shout out to you guys. Thank you so Thank much you. for taking time to come back and fill us in on what you guys are doing. Keep keep hustling, guys. You Thank guys you. are doing amazing things. Uh, if there's anything you need from us, you always know that the Wise Nuts are big supporters of you we guys. Appreciate as well. the platform. Appreciate it, Ahmed. Definitely, definitely. Uh, guys, today's podcast will be on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all major platforms, manana. Um, what is it? It's Christmas this weekend. So everybody enjoy your Christmas. What's Monday, the 26th? The 26th. So uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Enjoy Christmas Eve with your family and loved ones. Enjoy your Christmas dinner. And then wake up next morning and enjoy Christmas morning with your family and loved ones. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get a goddamn Uber. Uh, Other than that, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you guys next week.